Alright, good guy, we're on. How we doing? We're doing good, you know, it's uh jump right into this if you like. And um Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready when you are. What are we talking about? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's uh introduce yourself, my man, and tell us your um theories on you know, conspiracy and theology. And if you want to mingle them together and tie them together, feel free. Well, I mean, the, it, the two different things definitely incorporate into each other is what I've found out. Um, but let's get first uh, who I am is, as I go by THC, um, and that is obviously, you know, stands for marijuana, tetrahydrocannabinol, but it also stands for truther's hour of comedy is what I turned it into, <laughs> which is kind of based around marijuana a lot, and uh, but it's also about the truth. So I'm using the two together because... You know, med the medicine that, that marijuana holds behind it has been held back from the masses, just like the truth. Well, and, you know, um, my man, um, I am reserved on the conspiracies, but I definitely love to hear them, you know, entertainment-wise. But I am very uh, opinionated on the marijuana, and we will talk about that. But first, let's, let's go with the flow. You lead. All right, where are we going first? Well, I mean, let's just talk, we can take it back to what got me into all this, you know. I was um, drinking, you know, and, and I grew up where in a household where my father drank constantly, you know, every day, basically. Um, he, he didn't abuse me or anything, and he was a good dad, but he just kind of wasn't, you know, the he wasn't himself. And um, it just gave me a sense of that I had to drink my whole life, and that's where I got lost. And then later on down the road, when I decided that, hey, I've had enough, I've hit rock bottom, and I quit drinking, everything changed for me, and I started seeing clearly. And, uh, and that's when I started finding out the truth, that the government is lying and getting into some of these so-called conspiracy theories where, you know, I call them truth. Because if you do your own, the problem is, is no one wants to do their own research. They, they listen to the television, you know, television, and they're, they're taking in the programming, they're downloading the programming which is programming the masses, and, and people don't even realize it. And you try to bring this truth to people, and they just don't want to hear it or talk about it. Well, you know, like I said, um, for the sake of radio, I'm reserved on this. But I have friends, you know, like you, like-minded. And, you mm -hmm. know, I have other friends who, you know, 10-foot pole type thing, you know. And they're like, that's crazy, conspiracy. But my uncle, <laughs> right, a middle class, you know, you know making 50000 a year. He got arrested and tried and convicted for conspiracy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so right. you know, my thought is if if regular people are getting rounded up for conspiracy, you know, what are these billionaires doing with billions of dollars? Not breaking the law? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like insider trading and things like this. Like once once you get into a place of power, you don't really lose that, that power you link up with other buddies in power, you know. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. it's a very shifty situation. But, uh, you know, we're in Colorado, and this place is a very pro-marijuana state, even more pro than California. But California's right. got Humboldt County, so it just... Right. But, you know, the, the marijuana up here, I don't smoke anymore, but, uh, you know, everyone, see, everyone seems to like it. It's pretty good. Now, when I was in high school... I preferred to drink, you know, because... Exactly. That's what happened to me. You know, as I always tried to fit in with everyone, you know, by going to the bar. And that's how I, 
you know, to meet people. And, you know, every, every activity you do, you want to go to the river to party and drink. You go to a concert to party and drink. Everything consisted of drinking. And I just didn't, I didn't realize what was happening because of that's the way that, that life had been set up for me. I, I felt, it felt like it was, had to be normal, right? Why would I quit drinking? There's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with alcohol. Everybody else does it. Why, why should I quit drinking? So when I saw through that veil and that alcohol is such a poison, it steals your soul, basically. Like, it steals who you are by putting these blinders on you in this depression state. Like, if you walk into a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning or you walk into a healthy food store at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you can see the difference. Well, you know, I, I love to drink, right? Like, we'd get cases of 40s, King Cobra, just, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, that's how I used to be there, man. <laughs> Old you know English, what's up, yeah. high, high gravity. <laughs> yeah, the, the, still reserves but um yeah yeah but you know i had a car like you know a head injury and i kept drinking and i found out how bad it was i got into health you know like started studying health and then I oh just, wow you know alcohol is just it's poison you know it's a vasoconstrictor it's, it's a diuretic poison. it's gonna dehydrate you and it's gonna close down your blood vessels inhibit growth and just uh Kill your kids and, and, and that's in the literal sense like it truly it is a depressant you know by 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 uh, category yeah and um it is it is not good for the body it's been used to control it's called alcohol for a reason that you know um there's that asian it's, demon it's been used right? to control alcohol. people for a long time yeah it's um it's good man to talk to people who, who get it because you know a lot of my friends man you know they're 30 and they're still and believe me, sometimes I wish I was there because I remember you drink a couple forties, you know, you gain twenty pounds in muscle, you, you grow a couple inches and you can leap tall buildings and it's just like the movie The Matrix, in my opinion, is the spiritual awakening. Like the the movie The Matrix is a documentary about how what that process is. Neo starts out working the nine to five, just really hating life, sleeping at his computer desk. And that's, that's the where I was. That's where I was with the drinking. And then along came the white rabbit of truth, and uh, down the rabbit hole I went. But guess what? I came through the other side. You know, like he gets in the ship, and he's throwing up, and he's eating the gruel because life, is, life sucks. He finds out that life sucks. But then after he trains, you know, Morpheus says you have to free your mind, and you have to let everything go. You have to let the past go because you're learning how to be a new you, you know. And so I've really been able to grasp on what that movie meant for me and, and the change that you go through in life if you really start seeing things the way they are. My man, I'm a philosopher, you know, I love philosophically, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but um, my favorite line in that movie is when he's waking up on the table and he says, oh, my eyes hurt, and uh, Morpheus says, it's because you've never <laughs> used them before. I was yeah. just blown away, but you know, Really, That's the same meme I'm using with the truth with, with your brain, you know, like people are, are walking around brainwashed and don't even understand because they've never used their brain before. Um, <laughs> My brain hurts. It's cause you yeah, you know, you're, when you start seeing the truth, your brain does hurt because you're like, holy shit, you know. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that that's, that is definitely part of what happens with spirituality, you, you know. You, you figure out what some answers to life's biggest questions, and I think most of those are inside yourself. Once you start doing a self-discovery of who you truly are, you unlock, you know, the world's biggest mysteries, which is who, what your purpose is here. 
Yeah, um, you know, and just for all the listeners out there, this is purely opinion, you know, no truth claims, no facts, you know, because the only thing I know is that I don't know, you know, and that, 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 that revelation comes on this uh, rabbit hole. Is, uh, that, that's really great that you say that out loud, because that's my spiritual awakening, is realizing that I don't know anything at all. You know, um, my dad used to call me a know-it-all because I just talk and talk and talk. And I try to explain to him, he's a know-it-all because he can't learn anything. And I'm the one trying to learn, so I'm learning a few things, you know. And he knows it all, so he can't learn. And it's just like, man, I tell him. I think if I could force people to learn one thing that I know, and it's just the fact that do you really have proof of what you believe in? You know, a religion is a belief because you can't prove it. But when you start to uh, talk about some of these conspiracy theories, once you look into them and start researching them and you find proof that what they're telling you is false, then it's no longer a belief. you got to make sure that what you believe in is true. And one of those things for me is the shape of the Earth. It's not a globe. They've been lying to us, you know, our entire lives. And that's one of the biggest conspiracies out there, which is much more talked about now than, than it was three years ago, which is amazing because... Everyone's being lied to, and we all need to wake up and take the power back into our own hands. You know, um, I remember hearing about this. I was in a philosophy class at Delta College, actually, right? And this is a true story. I'm not making this up. My friend Omar Avalos was in the class with me. Um, haven't seen him in years. And the teacher walks in, and he writes his name on the board. His name was Mr. Bigot, <laughs> right? And I'm the, only one, I'm the only one laughing. Like, dude, your name is Mr. Bigot, and you're teaching philosophy? It was great, but uh, he, he introduced, do you know what epistemology is? And you know, everyone's, you know, young student at the time, and he starts explaining epistemology is a study of knowledge and that people think they know what they think they know. And then he says, did you know there's a whole society of people who believe the earth is flat still? And the whole class started laughing. And I thought, you know, everyone was throwing things out, you know, oh, Copernicus, uh, Columbus, Aristosthenes, and you know, at the time I was just, you know, not questioning anything. Is, you didn't question it? That's what I mean, is like your example right there of the entire classroom laughing <laughs> at someone stating something that they know is truth, like all he said was that there is a still a society, and everybody laughed. They didn't ask any questions, well, why do they believe that? And that's what I mean. Why do you believe in what you believe in? Like when I really humbly asked my, I took a long time, like a year and a half to find out why do I believe in what I believe? You go down that rabbit hole and you start figuring out things, man. You start realizing like, wait a minute, I'm only believing that because another man told me. I'm only believing that because my teacher told me. I'm only believing that because I saw it on Fox News. Well, guess what? That's not very smart. It's, it's ignorant to laugh at another person's idea when you know nothing about that idea whatsoever. Yeah, uh, condemnation prior to investigation, my man, is a pinnacle of folly. Good golly, Miss Molly. I know what you were saying and, earlier was that, you know, people... You know, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, but that's a, it's perfect. You're, you're right. Um, you know, condemnation without looking into what it is you're... You know, that, and that's the way Americans work. That's the way humans work. Everybody just kind of wants to point the finger and say that they know better and uh, than the next person. They know more, and, you know, my opinion is worth more than yours. Yeah. And that's where they want us. That's where the elite want us. This, um, these globalists are putting us in a, you know, a communist state here, you know. We're, we're, they want us all fighting against each other, and that's where they've got us. Well, absolutely, and that opinion is valid, but, uh, 
you know, a lot of people would contradict. And, you know, I mean, there's so many ideas out there, you know. it's uh, My friend Ian took so many philosophy classes at Delta. As a matter of fact, he took every single humanities course the college had to offer. And he said, man, people think they know what they think they know. And I use that line a lot. And um, it's a priori and uh, empirical knowledge, you know. It's things you know by what you hear and things you know by what you experience. But uh, that line is blurry, and people don't know how to distinguish. You know, they just, they know things, you know. Like uh, This is such a great call. You keep bringing up things that I talk about as well. And one of my lines is, you don't know until you know. <laughs> and that's what I mean. You, you, you don't, if you don't have knowledge of something and then you find out, then you now know something new. You can't, you can't condemn someone without the prior research into that knowledge, you know. No, I mean, I, I love to learn, you know, I love to be wrong, and I just, nobody likes to be wrong. <laughs> Man, I just... That's what indoctrination is. They've got everybody thinking that they're right. Everybody wants to be so so right You know, without it was... thinking. This is what I mean by, do I, do I know that Mount Everest is a real place? I've never been there. I don't even think I've seen a friend get, show me a picture of it. It could be fake for all I know. But I have what's called perceived authority. I don't think that my teacher would lie to me. I don't think the news is lying to me. I don't think the geography map is lying to me and all these hikers taking video. That's called perceived authority. It's called primary knowledge versus second-hand knowledge, you know? And we, in a, as a critical thinker, if you don't think more in terms of primary knowledge where you're experiencing firsthand what it is you believe in, then you're not very, you're not very smart. Yeah. I can say that I don't know that Mount Everest exists, but to sit there and go, yes, I know for a fact Mount Everest exists without ever, without ever being there or, or finding out for a fact myself, that's ignorant in my opinion. You never experienced it, you just know of it. Correct. Yeah. That secondhand knowledge. Another human being expressed their experience to you, and you've now taken it as fact and reality. And we all live in this sense of, of a fantasy world, in my opinion, where all of these things that are just played by the, like what we, we think of as a telephone game. This person says this to this person, this person, and they just take it as real. They take it as, as actual fact, and that's wildly inappropriate. You know, I just uh, I take the seat of I don't know anything because cause I like to be wrong, but I really don't like to be wrong that much. <laughs> so I just, you know, I don't know, you know, so. Um, and that, that's what I mean by nobody likes to be wrong. And so, so that spiritual awakening for me allowed me to realize that I didn't know what I thought I knew, which means I was wrong. My whole life was wrong. My, my way of thinking was wrong. And that is a big, huge bomb. That's a, that's a br big brain bomb. It breaks you, you know? No, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, one thing that goes along with that is for years, for years now, we've been told marijuana is healthy. You, you just agree with that or no? Of course I agree with that. Cannabis is definitely a medicine. Um, for years, there's been ongoing court battles between uh, mothers trying to give, you know, cannabinoid to their children with epilepsy and seizures and things like that that instantly, like, not say cure, but, but, it, it, but it rids the children of that ailment, and the courts would still find that the parent was guilty and put them in prison. So there are thousands and thousands upon hundreds of thousands of, pe of people locked up for a plant. That does no harm to anyone, and there are millions of deaths. I don't know how many. I, can, I don't know if I can say millions, but I'm pretty sure it's you know the number is extremely high of alcohol-related deaths. Yeah, I don't know, but I would agree with millions. 
But so I'm going to give you... It's got to be. I mean, if you think about every day, there's hundreds of people, and everybody thinks that that's so fun. What, these people are driving around, it makes you do things that you don't know you're doing. You wake up the next day and go, oh, what did I do? I have to ask somebody. Like, that's not that's not safe for people to be doing in, mass, in the masses. Well, you know, I'm going to give you my opinion just, you know, real quick on marijuana. Like, okay, duality is in everything, and I think marijuana is, it can be healthy and it cannot. So the thing is, people, they, they rarely distinguish between marijuana and cannabis. Dude, I love cannabis. The phytosterols that produce testosterone is what made the early Americans just beefy, baddie, just big boys. But the, the cannabis, mm -hmm. the, the female plant, it's got high phytoestrogens, and they're doing a lot of genetic modification these days. And like soy, they're just flowing with, you know, plant estrogens, and, you know, it feminizes people. And so I love, you know, the, the, the male plant, the hemp. You know, I think we should have more of that in society. But, of course, we don't because we have a lot more masculine and we have... Uh, along, with, along with that, if I can just add, you know, they're doing that as well to our food. And I'm, in, in my opinion, I don't think that anything that we ingest as humans, we should be changing and manipulating from the ground. We should be eating food from the ground. You no. go to the store and you get a box of cheeses and it says made with real cheese. What does that mean, made with real cheese? So you're saying that everything else is fake. We're, we're eating fake food no, and going to a place that sells it to us when we can just grow our own food for free. See, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist for a lot of reasons, for the public mostly, but when it comes to food, I totally agree and 100% will tell everybody they're messing with the food. Who's messing with the food? Well, the, You know, and the food is what the medicine is. The food is a plant. The marijuana is a plant. They're in the same category here. We can use a marijuana to make clothes, fuel. They use it for jets. They, they, they use it for a multitude of medical equipment. Um, it's used in a plethora of things, and I could go on for hours talking about the benefits of it, of course. Well, I mean, yeah, just to, uh, you know, be, just to be professional on the radio, cite my sources. Dr. Hyman, Dr. Furman, Dr. Amen, Dr. Sebi, Dr. Robert Moores. You know, there's a ton of your word plethora of non-commercial doctors who endorse this kind of stuff. And they heal people as opposed to an allopathic medical community. Me and Guadalupe Reid had a talk about this last week. Yeah, and um, when it comes to the food and the diet, I totally get behind that. As a matter of fact, I'll take it to the nth degree and go completely organic, homegrown, and completely Correct. vegan. I don't think animals I, are edible. <laughs> I, ha I have gotten into long battles with the wife where she is now changing the diet of our children because I am explaining to her, like, w we as parents have one job, and that's to give our kids the best opportunity, the best food. We start them out as young kids, and we're feeding them fake food giving them ailments down the road that we have no idea what's going to happen, you know, and you, you gotta, you gotta be the best parent you can be to all the kids. They need the best nutrition, the best mental health. It, all, it encompasses so many things. So we can't just cut corners when it comes to feeding kids crap. We're eating peasant food and it's in its low vibration stuff. Yeah. Thank you, man. Low vibration. Cause when I was a boy, I'd go in the food for less, and they had the, the bulk gummy bears and the bulk gummy worms. <laughs> and I would just uh, stand in front of those bins and poison myself. 
and poisoning ourselves. We've got a McDonald's and a Wendy's on every corner. Um, and, and what that boils down to, though, you know, it's not about what's on every corner because I moved out to or I went out to California to help with my buddy who sponsors the show, by the way, um, Flat Earth Farms. It's a, a pot farm in California. And there wasn't anything nearby. You know, the cities are small. There was one single Burger King in the entire town. The rest was, you know, mountain market and organic food market. Oh, you were, fresh, you, were, uh, you were up in Humboldt, weren't you? Well, I was in Trinity County yeah, okay. in the Trinity Mountains. But, but the point is, is that it's about, it's about temptation. If, if, I, if I were to have Wendy's and Burger King all over the place, then that's what I'm going to eat. But if I have the choice, you know, then I need to, then I need to make better decisions for myself. Yeah, true story, my man. I would love to just stuff a big old fatty, juicy hamburger in my face. Who wouldn't? But uh, this, <laughs> this is day two of my fast. I've had nothing but peaches and uh, peaches, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> And I feel good. But I could just imagine if my food was uh, organic, you know, no pesticides. Because I was telling Guadalupe, I don't even trust the organics, you know. There's poison in everything. The natives, the, na the people that were native to this land, when they were eating their own, when people eat their own food grown from the ground, you know, everybody is on a higher vibration. There isn't, there isn't turmoil in the, in the society, you know. People are... Are, are healthy and their mind is healthy it's about mind body and soul and that's that's what i've really figured out and so when you encompass knowing knowledge which is like we were just talking about in the beginning is the truth you can't just take anything that anybody says uh, you know as as fact and then eating food you know there's your 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 body you got to take care of that and then your soul comes with just morality your soul comes with being a good person and putting good energy out it comes all back to you. It encompasses everything. You know, my man, sadly, this kind of conversation is hard to fly in public arenas on radio. But I really think that it's healthy for people to be able to criticize their environment and um, the society they live in as a whole. You know, people, not only is it healthy, but people should be doing it more often. You know, even if they're wrong or if they're right, it doesn't matter. They should just be talking about we should have knowledge of what we're doing to ourselves i think the problem is is that we this is a slow process that has been doing to us and we get um complacent we get used to it you know um if, if we're feeding our kids out of a box then of course they're eating mcdonald's they're eating fake food from the day they were born right, and, gonna, uh, we teach our kids what the right thing to do is and they do the right thing i'm going to share something that is not my opinion but it was shared with me and i thought it was really entertaining my friend is really biblical and so am I, you know, I'm very, you know, involved in scriptures, but he goes to, you know, the extra mile. And he was saying in Genesis chapter 6 that the sons of God came down and corrupted the DNA of mankind, created giants, and then he ties it in the verse, as in the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. And he says that they're trying to corrupt our DNA these days, subvertly. And he talks about... Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it on the radio, you know, but it's just interesting. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, when we when I speak of they and these people that are in control and have put them in, in power and self, uh, um, what do you call it? They've kind of self-hired themselves, right? Yeah. And self-proclaimed um, in control. Um, I think it's all set up for us, yes. I think that they're they're coming to corrupt everything about us. 
because if we, like I said, were on a higher vibration and we all acted in kind, then they, we wouldn't need them. We wouldn't need a system to hold our hand at everything we do. We wouldn't need a system that I have to go to a fucking building to get my, excuse me, excuse me, um, to go get, um, to go get food. So it, it's just a, it, it becomes a problem that yes, the corruption is highly, highly in your face. Well, I mean, just miss it. Even even going to grocery stores, you know, I mean, it wasn't such a bad thing when we had privately owned farms with farmers who took pride in their, you know, produce. But I was watching a thing where it was talking about how America slowly transitioned from, you know, thousands of privately owned farms to uh, these mega corporate-owned farms. Kind of like the transition from the banking. Like before the industrial, uh, before the Great Recession, there was hundreds of privately owned banks in America. Then after the Depression, there was like four. <laughs> Goldman Sachs. A little, a little known fact that just within the past two years, I think it's over like 400 food plants have been burned down. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, these things are happening behind our backs, behind this, the smoke screens of distraction like Hollywood and NASA. And these things that we get ourselves, politics, that we get ourselves wrapped up in. And we don't realize what's happening on a bigger scale. Well, you said NASA. My friend Frank is always harping on NASA, like the lies and the conspiracy. You biggest, know, like, it's the biggest corporate liars out there. They collect $62 billion a year, which equates to $25 million a day in taxpayer money alone to give us CGI pictures that they admit and have video. This is what I say, do your research, because I'll say this and people will still laugh at me, and it's public knowledge. This is stuff that you can go look up yourself. You know, all these, you go to the NASA website and they, they show you artist illustrations. These are not real Hubble telescope photos. These are CGI enhanced and, you know, they're not giving you anything real. It's a, it's a scam. The government is a scam. Yeah, really, man? Like, it's that bad? It's, it's terrible. I could go on. This is what I do. I mean, I, I've been doing this for almost seven years now, six years now. Is just obsessed with finding out the truth. And when you find out answers to life's biggest questions, like that, that they might be faking the moon landing and then figuring out that they definitely fake the moon landing, I mean, that blows your mind open. Well, you know, you got girlfriend. people out here just zombies is what I call them. They just believe anything they hear. They're gullible. I know this guy in uh, Corcoran, he called him Sheeple, and then I heard that on Sheeple is exactly what they are. <laughs> Got it right. They'll put on a mask, and they do the little robot dance, and they'll wait in line six feet from each other. But uh, my, my girlfriend in Estonia, man, I love her to death. You know, she'll tell me, Mommy, everybody has their own truth. Mommy means teddy bear. But, yeah, everyone has their own truth. You can't force your truth on me. I have my own truth. You have your own truth. And, yeah, you know, I don't know what to say to that, so I just kind of kiss her and pat her head. I don't know if you have children, but um, a lot of it comes from, well, like I said before, indoctrination. And, and that's teaching children at a young age that Santa Claus exists, that the Tooth Fairy exists, that the Easter Bunny is real. And, you know, that you want these kids' uh, brains in an imagination land until they get out of freaking, you know, eighth grade. And then you teach them about real life and that, you know, the world is a scary place. It's not cupcakes and rainbows. So they don't know what to do. You've just switched them over from fairy tale land to, oh, this is the real life. Here you go. Uh, it's a it's a joke. You know, I teach my kids from day one that mommy and daddy are never going to lie to you. 
because uh, when I found out that Santa Claus didn't exist, that crushed me. I couldn't believe that my parents would lie to me. So they do that on purpose. It's a type of society where we, we break the trust at a young age so that we'll believe in the teachers at school. Man, that's, a, that's hard pill to swallow, man. <laughs> it is a super hard pill to swallow. That's why they call it the Matrix. In the Matrix, take the blue pill or the red pill. The red pill is truth. You want to take the red pill, man. The blue pill is uh, go back to Wonderland, go back to your nine to five, and work for somebody while you make their dreams come true instead of ever aspiring to make your dreams come true. Hey, do you own a business? I started my own business. I started my own clothing business. You know, I, I don't want to work for somebody else my entire life. That that's a big awakening too. Is the difference between a CEO and an employee? People are. Uh, in this mindset, well, you go out and you, you're going to land a job and you're going to work hard for 20 years and you'll get a retirement. And, you know, it's like you're just making somebody else's company come true and somebody else's sit on a yacht while they don't have to work. Right, Stop man. giving up your, your life, you know. 29 minutes. That was beautiful, dude. We got to do it again. I'm going to talk to Guadalupe next week and then you soon after that, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, man. And uh, great talking to you. Where you at, by the way, in which state? Say that one more time. What state are you in? I'm in Virginia. Uh, my brother's in the Air Force over there. And if I can just plug real quick, if anybody wants to check me out on Facebook, it's Mike Meme Lord Labrash. Last name is L-A-B-R-A-S-H. And I'm on YouTube and um, Rockfin at THC Show. Truther's Hour of Comedy. Thank you so much for having me again. I do take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.